You're now listening to Cinco Squad. Yep, and uh, next time, Trey, we'll let you, we gotta book your travel because Trey was supposed to go to the Super Bowl and he accidentally went to Charlotte instead. That's the wrong city, bro. And he Charlotte. went to the wrong city, yeah. and now he's sitting in a hotel room for the last three days. He can't leave that's, that's what he's told. That's the Taylor. Congratulations, Taylor Swift, on your engagement. On engagement, Bye. congratulations. We back Super Bowl week is here, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> yes, everyone, we're back again. This is Single Squad. My name is Jonathan Sawyer. With me are my brothers, Grandpa J, Trey Day, and Mike A. Fellas, Super Bowl week is here. I'm excited. This is probably one of our favorite times of the year because mostly because of the game, but all the Hoopla on Radio Row is so awesome just to see all the stuff that's going on. And yes, I did say hoopla. So hoopla, hoopla. I think it's one of the sad times of the year because you remember, yeah, and I don't have any football until no, 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 we're not going to think about that. So, right yeah, now. it's actually kind of <laughs> God right. damn it, Trey. Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> God, Trey, restart it. No, whole season restart, Trey. Come on, the cardinal rule of this. We don't talk about that until Monday morning. Oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> when it's but yes, it is, over. It is Super Bowl week, and we are so excited. The Chiefs and Niners. And I think, you know, the NFL script got it right, guys. You know, mm-hmm. two best teams in the league. Yeah. And uh, Pat Mahomes versus, you know, uh, Brock Purdy, game, Mr. Game Manager. Uh, it's going to be an exciting game. I'm looking yeah, forward again. to it as someone that just <laughs> watches the game and cares about the game. I'm excited for it, but I know everyone else is excited for the commercials. But, fellas, let's get it on with Mike's up mind. Mike, what yes. is on your mind today? Okay, so I had a few things come across my desk when it comes to Mike's mind, but there was one that I cannot believe that I actually discovered today. So, we're going to take a little trip down Super Bowl quarterback lane here. A few facts mixed into this one. Cal, the University of California, Berkeley. Bill Walton loves Berkeley. Has produced the most quarterbacks to play in a Super Bowl with five. But, Aaron Rodgers is the only Cal quarterback to have actually won. Meanwhile, Alabama and Purdue have each produced three, so three apiece, to play in a Super Bowl. And all three for both schools have won. Also, (laughs) Tom Brady is the only Michigan quarterback to ever play in the Super Bowl. And yet has more Super Bowl titles than any school's quarterbacks combined. For each school. That makes sense. So all that is on my mind. That's all wrapped up into one big fact. Once more, I guess, celebrating some love on Super Bowl weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Because the guy looks like he needed more love. Let me, in fact, I gave you so, I gave you so much. Let me give you a Jay's locks of the week (laughs) recap. Cal has the most quarterbacks to ever play in the Super Bowl, but only has one winner, Aaron Rodgers. 
Alabama and Purdue have each produced three quarterbacks to play in a Super Bowl, and all of them have actually won at least one time. And Tom Brady, the only Michigan quarterback to have played in the Super Bowl, has more Super Bowl titles than any school's combined quarterbacks to appear in the game. You had so many facts. Jamie had to pull out the whiteboard and write it down. Exactly. Like, Hold on, let me make sure I'm taking notes <laughs> yeah, right here. Exactly. What's on Mike's mind? Exactly. Cal gonna... <laughs> running, running the fade, and then you know the yeah, seam. Yeah. <laughs> there will there will be a pop quiz at the end of the episode on what I just gave you. When you first needs no points anymore. When you first started this... talking, you lost me. You lost me at Cal. I was like, Cal, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Follow the ma- follow the bouncing ball across the U- map of the USA. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Saban for taking the college game day position and coming on the college game day this year. That's a huge boost for that, but that program. They're starting to lose Lee Corso as he's starting to, you know, go into retirement as he should. He's done he's done his service on college game day. So shout out to Lee Corso. But it's gonna be so great to see Nick Saban on college game day with McAfee, Desmond Howard, Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet. I think there's a lot of knowledge right there, and I think it's going to be fun to see his kind of goofier side of, of himself instead of the serious coach every time on the sideline when they're trying to get an interview or when you're trying to post-game or pre-game get an interview. This will be a fun time to see Coach Saban as who he is at the end of the day, um, a football coach, and I'm not too surprised by this because, yes, he retired, but you got to remember, this man has been in football his entire life. So, shout out to Nick Saban. I think this is a huge move for ESPN for keeping them and definitely keep McAfee on there because those two going together is really a fun pair and uh, can't wait for college football next season. Oh, and of course, go blue. Uh, But you know what I want to hear most of all for the Super Bowl weekend? Because I got to imagine it's going to be involved. It's Jay's Locks of the Week. Jay, take it. That's right. You know it. Super Bowl Special Edition. But I do have one lock that's not Super Bowl that is guaranteed. But before we get there, how about a perfect week last week? Call the Man City win by two goals. They won 3-1. Yeah, I should have listened there. Told you that was the absolute lock of the week. And the upset, Texas going to TCU and winning on the road. And so that started off the weekend great. We're above 500 again, and we are going to continue on that track. So before we go Super Bowl heavy for this week's absolute locks, they got two things that will happen across the pond. And I know that nobody cares about across the pond crap other than me on Super Bowl weekend. So here's what I'm going to tell you guys to do. Pretty much. Manchester City is on an absolute tear. They've, they've, they've demolished the record for goals over a 10-game span with 45 goals. That will not stop this weekend. Man City and Liverpool play on the same day. This is how you can make some money so you could bet on these Super Bowl props going into the weekend. So you'll be like, all right, I'm up. I'm going to make you keep that money and multiply. Multi-multiply. So here's what we're going to do. You got to do Like, you have to follow the trends, okay? Man City will score more than two and a half goals. And that's coming in at some really nice odds, okay? That's at minus 120. That means you win about 83 cents on every dollar that you bet. Liverpool playing Burnley is due for a huge scoring output. And I feel it coming because I know when my team is going to do something special. That comes in at a plus 115. Here's what's more fun. If you go ahead and parlay that, you're winning $4 to every $1 that you bet. That is a rock-solid way to get your weekend started. If you have 50, 50 bucks to put down on it, you got two bills in your hand, and here's what you do with those two bills. 
You guys are going to think I'm crazy. But there's a wonderful, there's three wonderful things there, right? First thing is plus 400 for CMC to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yes, I'm going to say it now. The 49ers are my pick. That's why I'm thinking that's a lot. Plus 400 is you win five bucks for every four bucks, four bucks, sorry, for every dollar that you bet. Okay. So once again, drop that 50, win 200. Here's one that I was like, this is a damn giveaway. Kelsey or McCaffrey to score the first touchdown of the game. What have the Chiefs done for five playoff games in a row? They've scored a touchdown on their first drive. Kelsey has scored four of those. You know where the damn ball is going. So does the whole stadium. And San Fran won't be able to stop it. That's plus 180 on either Kelsey or McCaffrey. Okay, That's either one to score the first touchdown in the game. You're winning about $1.80 to every dollar you bet. So that's about, you bet, pay out of about $140 on a $50 bet. Here's the juiciest one, though. Guys, go with me here. If you have $10, which we all do to put aside, plus 3000 on a non-quarterback to record a passing touchdown. And the way that Christian McCaffrey wins the MVP is to throw a touchdown to possibly a lineman and the big man get to celebrate in this year's Super Bowl. And that's what I'm talking about. Give me that dance, Big John. That's what I'm talking about, baby. So, win some money on Saturday. Man City, they'll score over two and a half. Liverpool, to win the game by more than two and a half. Parlay that together. You're getting paid out some money. Then, here's what you're going to do for Super Bowl weekend. Have some fun. If you're not down with the CMC MVP, here's your absolute two locks. McCaffrey or Travis to score that first touchdown. That's a friggin' lock. Take it. And if you want to have a lot of fun and win 300 bucks to make up for in case you lose because you made too many dumb bets, put 10 bucks on a non-QB throwing a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And that, ladies and gentlemen, are your Super Bowl locks and some across-the-pond shit on Saturday to make you some money first of the week. Does anybody actually want the Oakland A's? So the mayor of Vegas, Carolyn Goodman, came out recently and said that the A's should find a way to stay in Oakland. Now, this is all innocent, and it would be a nice gesture towards, you know, keeping the A's in Oakland if it weren't her city that's getting them. So, apparently, Oakland's mayor doesn't want to negotiate or do any renovations to the Coliseum to keep the A's. Now, apparently, Vegas's owner thinks that the A's should stay in Oakland. So, again, I ask my question. Does anyone actually want the Oakland A's? I mean, I feel bad for them at this point because as players on the team, members of the organization, it's like, we have no home. We legitimately have no home. So someone take the A's, please. Have pity on them, people, please. Let's get it, fellas. It's Super Bowl week. But before we get into our Super Bowl topics, Cinco Squad has a little surprise for everyone as we will be going live on Super Bowl Sunday from 12 p.m. To 2 p.m. We're going to be live. It's going to be a guest-heavy episode. So we have 10 guests lined up, 10 to 15 minutes per person, just rolling through, asking about their day. And make sure you guys tune in, comment. And if you guys want to join the show, I mean, shit, we'll we'll throw the link to you. So make sure you tune in 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. We're going live. We haven't done a live show in uh, probably almost nine months. So... Looking forward to going live on Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. But let's get into it. We got Super Bowl week, which means hey, there's a ton of topics. Yeah. Las Vegas is going nuts right now. 
it is you're not sleeping if you're in Vegas right now. We wish we were there. Mm-hmm. NFL, make it happen. NFL, make it happen. So I got a question for you guys. So if we, when we get the opportunity to go to Radio Row, yes, who do you want to be our first guest ever on the inaugural Radio Row show going in there? So many. You can choose from anyone. Man, that is a tough question. Yeah, that's a Well, who you got? You already got something in mind. You started. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to just take it to, if I can, I'm going to take it to one of the Kelseys. One of the Kelsey brothers. I know they'll be there because they'll have their podcast. They'll have their show. One of the Kelsey brothers, if not both, on there. Because I feel like they'd be fun. They would get along with us cool. And we'd probably crack back a couple beers probably right there in Radio Row. So I feel like they would be a fun time to just talk football. And at the time we were there, potentially Jason's retired. So it's a little bit more of a loose. He doesn't have to be so secretive about the NFL. You know how NFL right. players are more open. So I'm I'm saying the Kelsey brothers, if not one of them. Mike? That's a good choice. Grandpa Jay. Yeah, yeah, Jay, go ahead. I'm still kind of thinking. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think we start Marshawn Lynch's presidential campaign. Yes. On Cinco Squad, on Radio yes. Row. Finally get him to talk at the Super Bowl and have him just talk some mad shit because you know it, whatever comes out of his mouth is going to be pure entertainment. He's probably going to go off topic with every question we ask, and I love every damn second of it. <laughs> I still remember him with, Pey- with Peyton Manning, and he was like, Peyton's like, you- I used to take a shot every before, before every game. He's like, of what? Andy, what you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just didn't know if you like maybe a shot of Gatorade or something. <laughs> that's the most vanilla. That's the most right. vanilla and colorful combo of all time. <laughs> Bro, I was dying when I heard that. I was like, "Yep, that makes sense." Hmm. All right, Mike, who is yours? Yeah. So, the conventional answer you would think is I would pick Eli because he's my guy, but. I know he's going to be a little busy on Radio Row, but I think he we would be able to get him slotted in at some point. I would really want to talk to talk to Pat McAfee. He's a, he's just a, he's a fun guy. He's a good time, and as someone also that's a wrestling well documented on here wrestling fan, he works for, with WWE as well as a commentator. He's really fun on there too. Brings a lot of energy. So I think that would just be a really fun conversation of both on football and just in general because he's just a high energy fun loving guy who isn't afraid to say some wild wild shit which is awesome mm-hmm. so yeah i'll be I, eli, I'll Mac. eli would actually be funny though i mean eli, no <laughs> believe me i would also <laughs> want eli but mm-hmm. yeah eli's actually is actually outside of football not like as boring as it seems like he is trey what you got uncle shannon yep yeah, Shannon would be fun just because we, we all, know he's knowledgeable about the game, so we're going to have a good discussion there. But he's also going to sit there, he's going to pour up a drink, we're going to have a good time, going to get some laughs in, and I just feel like he's going to be relaxed. Like, yeah. that dude has a real knack, as we've seen from Cat Williams. Uh, now he just had an interview with Monique where she's going off and everybody. He just has a knack of getting people to just talk and just put it all out there and get the most out. For a guy who's not been a professional interviewer his whole life, he's an amazing interviewer for a guy who's not been doing it that long. So crazy, yeah. Crazy, crazy part about that interview with Cat Williams, he even said that like I didn't even ask anything. He just kept just yeah. Right. 
Yeah, he just but went off. So, so he's like, and I'm not going to stop. Him. Be kicking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're sure Mike, uh, my topic next. So, uh, 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 oh God, oh God. No, I just, I just have. What do I do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so, <laughs> so we'll take no. it from from radio row to on the field. Who, to you guys, is going to be the most underrated difference maker in this game? Ooh. Ooh. I say MVS. I'm going MVS. Ooh. Underrated? Yeah. I'm going MVS. Because... Like, a di- like a difference maker we don't expect. Yeah, I'm going to go MVS just because all year the guy just kept dropping those key passes in the playoffs. He somehow keeps making big plays, I feel like. He'll be the one that's going to get like behind somebody and maybe get the random 60-yard pass. If it's some trick play where like Kelsey comes around and has to throw the ball, I feel like he's going to be the guy that gets behind a safety and then you're like, oh, he's wide open. But this time I think he's actually going to catch it when it actually mm-hmm. matters the most. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Jamie, what'd you say? I said Pacheco because I think people forget prior to the ankle injury how much he was actually carrying the offense. And the old, every talk now is Patrick Mahomes as the villain. Patrick Mahomes has to win this game. Quite the opposite. You know, I think the game plan that Andy Reid is going to draw up is to not force him to win it. And Pacheco is going to come out like an absolute animal. I think people have assumed that he's kind of maybe not handled or lived up to what they had hoped for in the playoffs. But they forget that the guy was playing on like a 75% ankle. Maybe that. I mean, it's. I think right. they played off how bad it was. I think he's going to come out and just bulldoze people. And really just announced himself as one of the better young running backs in the NFL early in the game. Yeah, I mean, Pacheco's definitely definitely a guy that's going to be an X Factor. I'm going to say Kyle, I'm going to butcher this, Kyle Juchek. I think I said it right. Juchek. Juchek? Juchek. Juchek. And the crowd, Kyle, when, when they hand the ball, the crowd goes, Ooh. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but I'm going to say he's going to be an X Factor because he's one of the guys on the offense that isn't heavily guarded, right? He's in there mm-hmm. for his blocking, but he's a secretly good athlete, as we saw against mm-hmm. the Lions. Like He could make yeah. some good catches, and it's pretty quick. So I'm going to say, Kyle, I think he's going to have like a touchdown and maybe 80 yards. I'm going to say that. Nice. Totally. No, I, I, rushing and receiving. So. Receiving, yeah. And some, Mike. and probably some key blocks, honestly, what you got? for CMC. So – I'm going to kind of, I, my initial thought was to take it to something we've talked about for the last few weeks, just that underrated, the fact that people don't give the chiefs enough credit on defense. So I'm going to go with Legereus Sneed. I think nice. he's going to be all over the field, making key tackles, deflecting key passes. Like, and I, I, people are starting to understand. There's starting to be talk about how good of a corner he is, him and McDuffie. But I think there's still that underrated factor to them where, People don't give them enough credit for the important defensive plays they make. So I'm looking at Legereus Sneed to make, like Pacheco announcing that he's one of the best running backs in the league, Sneed announcing on the grandest stage of all that he is one of the best corners. Yeah, if he didn't do it last yes. week, I guess. Stop <laughs> right. <playing this> long. <laughs> or two weeks ago when he punched the ball out. So yeah. I mean that that probably is the reason why they're playing in this game. Because yeah, no, what a swung to the Ravens big time. Yeah, Shout out but to there's them. still all that talk of like, oh, it's Mahomes, oh, it's Kelsey, mm-hmm. oh, it's you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So, mm-hmm. oh, 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 it's Mahomes. It's Ma- you know, you know. 
<laughs> Trey Day, what you got for us? All right, keep it on the field. Uh, fourth downs are important. That could be a key point here. Will we have over or under three and a half fourth down attempts total in the game? Jay, three and a half? Gambling guy. One more time. Will we have over? Do we have over or under three and a half fourth down attempts total in the game? Ooh. Two teams would like to go for it, too. That is very interesting. Over I want to hear Jay first. He's the gambling guy. I need a lot. I need to. I need to get my gambling locks here. <laughs> so the, the reason why I'll go with over is I on the last drive, whoever's down because I think it's going to be a close game is going to have to convert at least two fourth downs. Uh-huh. Well, at least at least two. I think they're going to get a situation where they have to convert a fourth down early in the drive, and then it may happen again because both defenses aren't probably going to give up a big play at that point. So I think we'll see two late in the game. So I'm going to go with the over because I definitely see it happening early in the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we may have a chance to see four fourth down attempts, right? Not conversions, but attempts. Yeah, just attempts. So, yeah, yep, not, I'll take not the over the result in, is I mean, if the Lions were in here, you would have put that at about seven and a half. Twelve and a half. Yeah, if Dan Campbell's calling this a 20. <laughs> the, the punter would have been released after the NFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> so you said over four and a half in the game? Over under three and a half. Three and a three half. Three and a half. Um, well... That's tough. I mean, I'm looking at the you know Chiefs and their fourth down conversions this year. Mm-hmm. Just alone, I mean, they're pretty. They're not. They're not aggressive. Like Chiefs are not an aggressive team. They will punt the ball away and rely on their defense. That's why I was so happy to see. That's why I was so confident when they kicked it off to Baltimore. That oh, they're confidence in their defense. So I don't think Andy Reid's never been very an aggressive coach like that on fourth down. He will when he needs to. So I'm gonna say under. I think I don't think I think each team is gonna play it safe with each other because I don't see themselves giving the other team a good field position like Detroit did for um, uh, San Francisco at home. So I think it's gonna be under. See the the trick of this is the is both of their aggressiveness. I, I agree with that, but the trick of it really is them getting to fourth down a mm. lot. Which will be interesting to see whether that happens or not. Now, I'm I'm gonna take the over because you got two offensive minded coaches. I think with today's NFL teams in general are becoming more aggressive. Thank you, Man Campbell, for leading the charge when it comes to that. But I think I don't think it's gonna be a lot. It might it might be like four or five, but I'll take over three and a half. Trey, what you got? I'm gonna go with the over because the Chiefs aren't as aggressive as they usually are, but I do see at some point where Reed maybe just takes that chance and says, you know what, I got to put the ball in Mahomes' hands. So that's like mm-hmm. one attempt there. I do agree with Jay where I think there's a late attempt in the fourth quarter. But what I also do think is I think Shanahan's going to go for multiple times. See, one thing the Chiefs yeah. have done is even though the Chiefs don't put the same offensive numbers that they usually do, Teams still fear them. So you see teams go for it versus the Chiefs more than they normally would do. Mm-hmm. And I keep factoring in the back of my head, Kyle Shanahan, we once seen this man in the Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. What happened? He was up 28-3, to three and then he got conservative. So I think that alone is going, those demons at a point are going to be like, I can't. If, if they do get up, <laughs> I got to keep going for it. If they get down, I got to go for it. I think those demons are going to get extra. So I think the this 49ers can't happen are going yeah, don't you think that's a little opposite, though, too, as well? Like, 
that he was up 28 to three, that maybe being a little bit too aggressive against the best quarterback in the, in the, in the world right now, don't you think that's kind of work against him? It could, but I just think he's going to get tight. And then yeah, he's makes sense. being, I think Mike said it, being an offensive-minded coach, mm-hmm. if you get tight, where you lean, what's going to naturally do? Am I going to trust my defense or my offense? Yeah. You're going to go with the side of the ball that you more relate to, more than right. likely. And their defense really hasn't been playing that good. That's they it really, really haven't done. You know, sacks have been low. Yeah, they, haven't, they haven't been attacking the, the quarterback, you know, so um, – Jay, did you go? You said okay. No, Jay. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jay. Okay. Sorry for gotcha. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> clash of the tight ends, not titans, but clash of the tight ends. If you guys had a million dollars to bet, which tight end will have a reception over thirty-nine and a half yards in the Super Bowl, Kelsey or Kittle? You have to put a million dollars on one to have a catch for over 39 and a half yards in the Super Bowl. Kittle. Kittle. But he always try sometimes I, I would say Kelsey, but Kelsey's more of a dump off type of tight end. Where Kittle with having so many threats on the outside, every single game that I've watched Kittle play or the Niners play, he's somehow open for like a twenty to forty yard pass. So I would put my money on Kittle just because they have so many weapons and he somehow always sneaks through the defense and is open and then takes it for 40 yards. So I would say definitely say Kittle on that. I'm, I'm going to say Kelsey because of the exact opposite. Because he doesn't have as many weapons, he is the security blanket. And when it comes to where does Mahomes go nine out of ten times when he's scrambling around and needs to make a big play? It's Travis Kelsey. So I think it's going to be one of those situations yet again, like every Chiefs game, where Mahomes is going to be moving around looking for somebody and Kelsey slowly is wading his way backwards and finds just enough space that Mahomes throws a dart to him for for big yards. So I'm gonna, I'm, I think I would put it more on the side of Kelsey. I'm leaning Kittle. Uh, I think Kelsey will have more yards than Kittle in the game. I think he'll have – uh, more receptions than Kittle in the game. But similar to what John said, it always seems every game that there's somehow like a broken coverage in Kittle. And it always, and I feel like it's always up the left side or whatever. You just see Kittle running up the left side. <laughs> and he gets like a 40. But I, so I can see a scenario where Kittle messes around, has that 40 yard, you know, play that Jamie's talking about. Then he gets maybe one other catch and then we just don't hear from him. Kelsey yeah. is going to get 10 here, 15 here, 7 here. So. The big play comes from Kittle. The more plays will come from Kelsey. Sadly, if this was a scenario, I think I would lose a million dollars because I don't think it's going to happen. I would love to see it happen. It would be Kittle over Kelsey. Where where it could get fun is if we do see a mad scramble by by Mahomes, we know where the ball is going if that happens. So it'd be fun to see it happen in that manner, especially so, you know, Kelsey's antics of like, you know, some spectacular catch falling, you know, falling down to the ground, whatever. If Kittle gets his, you know how he gets his. He breaks a tackle, he spins off it, and then he's, you know, cutting across the field for another 40 yards or whatever it is. So it'll be fun to see both tight ends really go at it. And what I'd love to see is the camera pan on them more than two or three times in this game, just talking mad shit to the Mm -hmm. other defense after they make big plays. 
Those two are those two are hilarious when they get together. So they just, energetic, they, they have so much energy in one mm-hmm. one scenario. It's like holy shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think and the other thing is like when there's a broken play, Kelsey knows how how to get into open spaces, mm-hmm. and he comes back to the ball. Yep. So most of the time when he is downfield, he comes back. And like that one play where, he, where Mahomes got trucked, mm-hmm. Kelsey had to come back from like the goal line to get that pass. So yep. I can definitely see it. All right, so. I was really honed in on a few different ones. I got three different three on here right now. Like Trey said, I would have probably five or six. Exactly. I do. But I really want to hear what you guys would do. You have to give a speech prior to the game to either team. You can pick the team. What are you saying? This may be a little bit longer of a segment, but what are you saying? And I, we got our speech boy up there in the right-hand corner, so or my right-hand corner. so. But I want to hear what you guys would say to the team. Prior to the game, hmm. I'm picking. Let me pick the Chiefs here. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs, and if I'm basically going in there, I'm going in there and basically saying, "Look, they. I know we won the Super Bowl last year. We know that. They know that. But everybody out here keeps acting like we ain't the defending champs. Everybody out here is acting like people had us chalked up. We went out there, we played the Raiders. Everybody said this season's over." Y'all don't have it anymore. We lose Tyreek. They say we don't have it anymore. They say our receivers getting kids. They say we don't play defense. They say Mahomes may not be the best. It's Josh Allen. It's Joe Burrow. They say the Pacheco's undersized. They say that Kelsey's getting old. He's lost a step. In my mind, if I'm there, I'm Andy Reid. I'm telling them, no. All this, throw it out the window. We believed in us. We're 11 men on the field at a time. 22 total. 53 men on the roster. All these coaches. I'm going to war with you all. We did it before. We'll do it again. We can't fear them. They pull their pants up like we do, you know, all that crazy normal rhetoric. But, yes, that is the angle I'm taking. I'm taking the – I'm going to lean into the underdog route. I woke what? up feeling cheesy as coach. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can tell by that story. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Grandpa Jerry Mike, who, who wants to go? Mikey, you good or you want me to go? Go ahead. I'm building something up here. He he is the coach of the of the squad. Yeah, you so are the I, coach. Yeah, so I'm definitely taking the Niners, and I'm channeling my inner Donald Trump, and I'm basically saying, if we lose to this team one more time, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. No contract. You're fired too, coach. No, I, I'm I'm looking at them in the eye and saying. Here's how you can be remembered. You could, remember, you could be remembered as the team that got Patty Mahomes halfway to Tom Brady, or you could be remembered as the team that makes us question whether or not he can be the greatest of all time. So then it becomes the LeBron and MJ sort of thing where you go to a lot of finals, but you lose more than you win sort of thing. So I'm telling them, look, guys, let's rewrite the script of what everybody thinks right now. And furthermore, right here to my right, They stole an MVP from our guy right here. Let's go out and win one for him. And John's favorite player over here to my left, who is the pronounceable game manager, let's just go out here and keep winning because it don't matter if people call you a game manager. If you're holding that Super Bowl up at the end with the confetti falling on your face, they can call you a goddamn duck, loser, whatever the heck they want to call you. You're a winner in my books. And we're going to go out here and we're going to beat these damn Chiefs because the Niners have lost too many damn Super Bowls since we won the last one 30 years ago. It's the 30-year anniversary. It's going to happen. It's happening tonight, boys. Let's go out there and take this. As the team looks around, who's John? 
You know, John John Wick. Yeah, go John Wick. Pop your head off John, if you don't John Lynch. So, so I would take the Chiefs in this scenario. I'm going to save the best for last because I know Mikey got something on his sleeve. Put pressure on anybody. Okay. So I would just basically walk in. I would do the old, uh, uh, what's his name, Jim Valvano. I would, you know, in uh, Vince Lombardi, bust through the door. <laughs> right. Who are you playing for? And then. Get them cracking up a little, a little bit loose, Rebate get them back. loose and everything, and you know, basically to say, guys, you've been, you've been under, on, like Trey said, you've been, you know, well, I can't think of a word. Like you've been um, counted out, counted out. Uh-huh. You've been counted out all year. You've been undermined. Told that you're never going to make it back to the promised land. You guys are old. The dynasty's over. Pat Mahomes is is washed up. Travis Kelsey needs to retire. Um, uh, Kadaris Tony can't catch or line up on sides. Gotcha. You just can't. Do, you can't do anything. Your, your defense stinks. You're not a good defense. Spags is, needs to retire. Andy Reid needs to retire. Let all that go. Today we play 60 minutes of football. After all the commotion and the emotions, we play 60 minutes of football between 100 yards. So go out there. Give it your best because leave it all on the field because there is no tomorrow. Tomorrow, the season ends, and this will not be the same team in this locker room. So get out there, play for your brothers, play for your teammates, and play for yourself, and get out there and have a great game and have fun with it. At the end of the day, we're all playing a kid's game, so let's go out there and have some fun, and let's win another Super Bowl. All right, Mikey. All right. Hold on. I got to look at w- one thing real quick. He's writing his speech. Yes. No. Wait, he's a teleprompter. I'm not going to lie. He's teleprompting it. I didn't see that Trump, Donald Trump thing going that way. Nope. <laughs> I was nope, like, but I loved it. <laughs> okay. go, was like, real real. I was not going to say what to go grab. I promise you that. Mm. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> no, that was old okay. school Donald. Pre- pre-presidential Donald. That's the, uh, the, um, the show he had. Yeah. What was it? The Prince. The Prince. You fired. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. And what I would tell them is this. Great moments are born from great opportunity. That's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. You play Mahomes and the Chiefs ten times. They might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight we run with them. Tonight we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight we are the greatest football team in the world. This is your time. Their time? It's done. It's over. I am sick and tired of hearing what a great football team the Chiefs have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. I got goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, bro. That was awesome. My, my hair's <laughs> I was waiting for it. What I needed to look at behind the scenes was I couldn't quite remember how it started. 
Yeah. I knew once I got it started, I'd be able to do it. So and since I can't watch the wedding one, that yeah, one I was, was gonna say. Better. I was gonna say for those I out there that have heard, heard us talk about the wedding one, it was that, but skewed towards a wedding instead of mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Yeah. I just wish you would have done it last year for the Eagles. Huh? No. <laughs> Listen, no. If anything, I was doing it for the Chiefs. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Go ahead with your with your right. second segment. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. That's a lot. Coach, you okay? <laughs> Gives a speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> The last thing I'll ever do. Um, well, you beat it in celebration too, bro. Yep. <laughs> so, now go win, because I won't make it. That's a bit. <laughs> that's the saddest like speech ever. You go from up here to down here, like damn, right. <laughs> damn, coach. And he's dead. Great. <laughs> so I too had uh, had a few different options that I was kind of cycling through, but one I really wanted to to see what you guys think because of course i mean it goes without saying but at the end of the day one team is going to be the winner hold the trophy high in the confetti one team is going to walk off the field in utter sadness coming that close so with that in mind guys who has the window that is closing the fastest to win the niners for sure we've we went over this before the Niners definitely have the shorter window based on the free agents that will be free agents, the age of the players that are still there. Their defense is not getting any younger. And, you know, the players are not – the contracts are eventually going to go up, right? Purdy still needs to get paid. He's still a year away from that. Mm-hmm. But it's just this is their time ultimately to win the Super Bowl. And when we look at the Chiefs, they already have their young group, right? Their young group is already drafted and still probably four or five years away. So the Chiefs could be back in this position in the next four or five years with the young group that they have. Maybe go get some receivers and stuff like that. Mahomes is already paid. Travis is already paid. Chris Jones has got to get paid next year. But that's about it. Remember, that's why he held up. I thought it was a one-year deal. I'm pretty sure he got like a fixing extension. I think. I mean, y'all could double check it, but I think he got. Oh, I thought it was a one year deal, but besides that, they they still have that that youth that youth and the longevity of their their good players. So the Niners need to win this now because then they'll go on another drought, which was five years from 2019 to build yeah. up. So, mm-hmm. Trey, I'm gonna ask you a question with a question. Is Patrick Michael Jordan Mahomes retiring anytime soon? Not absolutely not. As long as they got Patrick Mahomes on that field, their window is still going to be open. So the window that's going to shut quicker, it is the Niners. As John said, Purdy, once he gets paid, you got to start reorganizing the team. Now you can't hold some of these big contracts. That's kind of I like in the Purdy thing in the back when the Seahawks, the first Super Bowl run, they go out, Russ isn't making any money, so now they got the Legion Bowl and they got all these extra people. Russ gets paid, then you slowly start breaking up the roster, then you have to start leaning for that quarterback. So you better do this now. On top of that, they have McCaffrey's been hurt a lot in his career. Um, Kittle's been hurt. Debo's been hurt. They This is one of the few times where they've actually had all three of their big guns healthy. The chance of that happening, honestly, going forward is slim. So you do have to win now. Then you start to look at some of these other guys like Fred Warner and all these guys. Uh, like They all are starting to get paid. So eventually you're going to start cutting – 
debate with some of these people. Trent Williams is either 35 or 36 now. He's getting older. Like, it's a lot still left to mm-hmm. be done out there. So I would say the Niners do need to win this because their window is going to set quicker than the Chiefs. As long as you got Patrick Mahomes on the other side, that window is fucking open over there for the Chiefs. Jay, what you got? I think you make a great point, but I, I think football of all sports and, and hockey just as much, which is why I don't see the Lightning getting back to Stanley Cups anytime soon, is that I think it takes a toll on players mentally and physically tremendously to keep making very deep playoff runs year after year. This is four out of five years for the Chiefs. When the Pats did it three out of four years, they took, what, almost like a seven-year hiatus till they made it back to the Super Bowl again. It took a long time for them to get back there. It took the rebuild, and they had the quarterback to then go on a second run of three and five again. So I don't think he's ever not going to be a chief. I think this is their last chance to win now before they go on that hiatus. And I also look at it from a coaching standpoint. If you look at the NFC West compared to the AFC West, there's no more good. I think Sean McVay is going to move on after next year. He's already flirted with this idea of, of taking a break from coaching. I think, I think he's a young guy that's probably feeling he needs that little timeout and will come back and probably walk into a great scenario, maybe even take the Chiefs job when Andy Reid retires. I don't, the NFC West does not have enough competitive coaches to make that a hard conference for the 49ers to win. I don't think the Niners would have to work as hard to be in a position to have a high seed, to play less playoff games, to have less attrition. If you look at Jim Harbaugh coming into the mix now in the AFC West, and, and I know he hasn't done much yet, but Sean Payton's on the sidelines as well. I believe the AFC West becomes a lot harder to win. And a motivated Raiders team that may have the coach that t- finally takes him on the bump. There's much better coaching in that division. I think it's going to be really hard for Kansas City to just keep winning and being in this position from this year on. I think it's the Chiefs. You know, that's I, a, I like point. I, And I agree with the younger Ross and stuff, but I really think the Niners can be back here next year a lot more than I think the Chiefs can. That's a great point with the yeah. with the that conference, you know, mm-hmm. and finally the Raiders are playing with a coach they love, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They had that before, and then they hired McDaniels. Mm-hmm. So, Mike. So, first off, uh, I took a quick look. Chris Jones is only on a one-year deal. The right. other, the the other years on that potential extension, Gall got voided when he when they agreed to this one. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh. So they they will have to pay him. I. You know, I, you guys all make good points, and that's what made me go back and forth on it. I'm going to say the Niners, because of, like you guys said, the um, having to pay a lot of their guys coming up. And also, to the point, Jay, the coaching staff, I agree. The coaching is a lot better against the Chiefs. I mean, they have a lot more adversity coaching-wise. But the thing I look at is the Chiefs have had somewhat of a turnover in recent years in their coaching staff, so they're actually – to me in a better position to keep a coaching staff together as opposed to the Niners who they're going to have a lot of guys that are getting ready to be head coaches mm-hmm. and or coordinators elsewhere coming up, especially, especially if they continue to make runs like this. So I think the Niners are at risk of, and, and you could, those coaches leaving may not have as much of an impact as, as, you know, some other teams, but at the same time, it really could. So it's kind of like that. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence of like, will losing their coordinators really make, you know, is, are they going to be one of those teams that like they lose a coordinator and suddenly that side of the ball takes a step back. So that's my, my mindset is like, if you're going to win, you have a lot of, a lot more factors against you as the Niners than you do the chiefs. Yeah. You also got to think on the chief side as well. Their coaches, they're all three of their coaches are not young. Andy Reid is 65 years old. Spags is near 60 now. Mm-hmm. So 
he's you know they're not young they're not going to be around you know around no, in the next not. five six years so yeah I, I can see either way yeah Trey Day, what you got for us okay so during this game will there be a defensive touchdown and if you do think there'll be a defensive touchdown who do you see being the player to score that defensive touchdown 70 yard pick six by what's his name sneed Legarius Sneed, yeah. Legarius Sneed. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short. Yes, that. I also agree, I agree with that. That's what I was thinking, too. Jay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Jay. You going four for four? <laughs> no, because... It's going to be McDuffie who's going to have the pick six. Oh, okay. All right. And if Purdy's due for interception, I just think yeah. McDuffie's going to be the one to intercept Purdy okay. and run it back. And honestly, I think it's going to be longer than 70. I think it's going to be like a, a James Harrison type situation, like in the end zone. And wow. then he's going to run it. I think we're going to get like a 90 plus yard interception. Wow. I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna saying that's going to be like the game changer, right? Like, Mm-hmm. Niners are down like three or something. They need they're in driving scenario in the red zone, and then as they're driving the ball down, boom! Big boost by the defense. That's what's been happening all year for the Chiefs, and a lot of their wins is big defensive yeah. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So we're no one's picking the Niners to have the first one. Huh? No. no, okay. All right, Jay, what you got for us? All right, which one of these is least likely to happen? Purdy throws zero interceptions, or Mahomes has under 250 passing yards. Under 250. You said um, least likely? Least likely. I, I mean, based on what y'all just said, we all three Purdy. Because I could actually see a scenario, because Mahomes has some games, games where he's throwing 265, 270. I can see the 250 because I, my gut is I think they're going to end up leaning on Pacheco a lot in this game mm-hmm. anyway. So see, that's why I, I think he easily, won't have 250. Yes, yeah, so I can see a scenario where he won't have 250. Yeah. Purdy's throwing an interception. He, he is a walking – there has to be interception by Brock Purdy. If not, the only reason Purdy won't throw an interception would be if somebody just drops it. But there will be a pass in somebody's chest. So, if you've seen it, literally the <laughs> Niners should – if they were playing in any – like between the Packers and the Lions, he, he would have five total interceptions between those two games. Yep. Because three in the Packers games hit the guys here. Yeah. Here. Like, yeah. it's not even like it was a tip by out and they almost dove and caught it. It hit them here. That would have put them out in any other scenario. Like, if they played any other better defensive team, they wouldn't be there. So, no. I'm going to say Pat Mahomes under 250 because I think they're going to rely on the the run game and try to really get that rolling. I think Kadarius Tony's going to play a factor in the run game because he's fast. I think they're going to try to do a lot of sweeps where they're pitching it out to him and he's running around. He's quick. So, I mean. You're not scared. You said not... Darius Tony, they're going to depend on him. <laughs> no, not, not depend on him to win the game. Just, just... To put together for a team that wants to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> but he did it last Every year for them. To win he, did he did it last year for yeah. against us. So, I mean. No, I, honestly, I can't... I, as a quick side factor, I think people are forgetting too, McKinnon has still been kind of limited, but actually practicing again. So they actually yeah. may be adding back another running back mm-hmm. into the yeah. room as well with Pacheco. So that yeah. also helps the case for running the ball more. Yeah. 
and that they will do and control the clock and really try and just frustrate the Niners offense enough to feel like they have to do too much, which plays into both scenarios. <laughs> but I really feel like it'll be Mahomes under 250 because the game script will be just right for them to do just enough, which is how the Chiefs have won this year. It's a just enough. Yeah. They haven't had any impressive game of blowouts. They haven't taken, they haven't, I think they had one game and they also had games where they got blown out. But um, the only way, I, I really think on the other side too, that they protect Purdy a lot more. They, they, they let him know, throw the ball away. I think CMC is going to have a heavy load, like over mm -hmm. 25 carries easily in this game, um, which is why I'm calling him to be MVP. But I, I could see Mahomes being the end of the 250 because the Chiefs want to play defense and they want to control the ball. Yeah. yeah. Mike? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be Mahomes under 250. It's not a if you're the Niners, it's not a matter of if Brock Purdy won't throw any interceptions. It's that you hope he only throws throws the one and that it doesn't hurt you that much. Mm. But yeah. he's going to throw at least one. I yeah. should have said over one. That becomes a bit. That was too easy, right there. We just said that he's gonna throw. So, all right. So that is our. Let us know what you guys think in the comments about this. But before we go, because Grandpa Jay will be at a swim meet on Sunday. Yes. Good luck to your kids. Hopefully, they do well in your in your team. You ever imagine coming to your job and getting traded one day? One day you just walk in, you work for Google, and suddenly somebody says, you know what, uh, you're actually going to work for Apple, you got to move across town now. That's kind of wild, right? So as much as I love transactions, I love the NBA trade deadline, the MLB trade deadline, all these things, I always think about that in the back of my head. Like, this is crazy that in a spur of a moment, your entire life gets changed, and now you got to move your family, and you got 24 to 48 hours to basically go report to a whole different part of the country, learn new teammates, learn new coaches, get acclimated. And sometimes I just don't think we shout out enough of how much of a transaction or transition that is. It's crazy these athletes do that on the fly. Now, I'm not saying, like, what was the athlete? I feel sorry for them. I just really think that's crazy. Like, just think about the guy who's flipping burgers at McDonald's, and then he gets upgraded. Like, oh, you get to work, work for Chick-fil-A now. That's like a dope upgrade. Or think about the other guy who, like, is one day working at, like, you know, some top law firm, and then one day they're like, oh, you got to go work at Wendy's now which is basically like working for some sorry franchise. Just, you know, shout out to the athletes. I can't believe that y'all really actually just get up and pack your bags. All right, so now we're going to go around the horn for three questions, and we're going to start off with what's your favorite part of Super Bowl week? So I'm going to throw it up. We're going to go around the horn. Mikey, Mike, what's your favorite part of Super Bowl week? So my favorite part, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of cool things to go on during Super Bowl week and during the game and all that, but it's, right at the start of the game or right before the game starts when everybody's on the field and you see like the, the, before they get into competitive mode or before they start really playing, you can see the touches of the guys experiencing the moment, taking the moment in. And I've always thought that's really cool because, you know, as fans, we always, you know, you grow up, you always imagine what it would be like to play in these games how you would react playing in these games in these big arenas or stadiums or whatever. And so to actually see these guys living out their dreams, I think is the coolest part to me. Grandpa Jay, what you got? Uh, just the mere fact that people who don't give a shit about football lock in so much on that one particular day for whatever that reason is, 
Um, you know, it's, it's really cool to kind of be in a room and look around and you kind of can pick pinpoint and be like, I know he don't give a shit, but somehow today he does. She definitely <laughs> doesn't. That person wearing high heels in that outfit doesn't oh, even know how to spell American football. But, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's kind of cool to see how people just come together and really just make it like th this one day where everybody cares this much about this one event that brings joy no matter what. Because at, most of the times you go to a party, there's maybe two or three people that have a dog in the fight, um, especially around these parts. There are not that many Florida teams that make it into the Super Bowl often. But um, I just kind of like that. I like the feeling that you could throw a party and, and really get people just kind of like hovered around wherever you're watching the game. And then the side thing with that is someone smart enough, like I was at some Super Bowl, I say, hey, I'm in control of tiles. And guess what? If I'm hosting the party and nobody hits the house wins, then I'm making my money back that I spent on all that food to feed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Trey Day, what you got? Uh, for me, I always, I enjoy all like just the betting, the prop bets and everything else that's going on. I mean, because you do get a lot of people who don't care about football, but it makes it intriguing for everybody. So when you bet like what colors the Gatorade going to be and all these type of things. The exotics. Also, it's fun with the prop bets because let's say you get a real crap game. Like let's say when Seattle played the Broncos and the game sucks, at least give you some other incentive to keep watching the game because you're like, I need to see if this person's going to win MVP. I need to see if this over under is going to hit. I need to see what color is the Gatorade going to be. I need, you know, it gives you mm -hmm. something to keep investing in the game, no matter mm -hmm. how good or bad the game is. So for me, enjoy watching the prop bets. John. Hey. Well, I can tell you it's a bittersweet feeling being a participant in the Super Bowl because last year was as stressful as you guys know it was mm -hmm. for myself. Walking, pacing, probably did 15,000 steps. I wore out the tile in my house. Uh, we had to get new tile and everything. But my favorite part of Super Bowl week is right now. The media week, the media, probably because, you know, we are journalists doing journalistic things. And I, I just love the camaraderie where you see former players, you see players that aren't even football players. You have basketball swimmers, swimmers like Michael Phelps is there. Mm -hmm. and you got all these guys all together and you yeah. see them, you know, camaraderie and, and, and laugh and have a good time. And, you know, you see guys like like on the McAfee show today, you saw uh, James Harrison and he's like never in the media, but he was having a good time and seeing mm -hmm. those type of people have a good time. It's just like all, what it's all about. Again, I'm going to say it again. NFL, get Cinco Squad on Radio Row. We'll make yes. it as fun as yeah. anybody there. So get yep. us there. Yep. Because I, that that whole part would be worth it for me. I like watching the game. That's my biggest thing. I think we all, we all know that. The game is like the biggest thing because it's the game. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I go get something to eat or do something de during the commercials. I really, really watch them. So. Um, I would say the radio uh, media week prior to the game is always fun for me. Just to touch on Trey real quick on 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 the Hard Rock Band app, they have some really cool uh, specials that they've named special. One of them, this one's really cool. It's called "If You Ain't First, You're Last." Both teams record a first down on their first offensive drive. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah I like that. That's I like a prop bet. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's I'm a prop like, bet. I'm like another one, another one is Christian McFade. Any player other than McCaffrey scores the 49ers' first touchdown. And then this final one is cool. First aid, Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy each complete their first pass attempt. Hmm. That's almost at a one-to-one. -one. You win 80 cents on the dollar on that one. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, see, I like that type of stuff. It yeah. gives me like an investment. Now I'm like, yeah. I care more about this first play than I need to care. Exactly. About. Or people like the national anthem over or under. What's the time? Like I'm like, watching, I'm, watching, yeah. I'm like watching the national anthem. Like, come on, come on, <laughs> get it out. Say, can you see? Come on, come on, come on. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so, like, I love all that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we have we have a couple more questions before we head into stump the squad. But one of these questions was uh, blessed by our. Grandpa Jay over there, Father Jay. <laughs> was he a priest? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Caribbean Jesus. Caribbean Jesus. Jesus del Caribe. They know you Jesus from the Caribbean and drink rum. So, <laughs> three celebrities you would be in the booth with. Who would you be? Who would you, who are the three celebrities? Grandpa Jason, this is your topic. Take it away. Well, I know you guys saw Kevin Hart and Snoop calling the Olympics. I can't imagine what it would be like sitting down with those two <laughs> fellas commentating the Super Bowl on the side. So oh, I want the two of them right the there with walk. me. Play for play. Just, hey, you see that there, dog? Like, I, I just want to just keep, I'd just yeah. be mute the whole time and just listen to them going back and forth. And then number three is a hard toss up for me. You know I want my guy in there. West Coast yeah. loving yeah. this. Yeah. So you guys want to see Probably between him, having to hear him talk the whole time too, or my guy, Farmer Fran, you know it already, from the water boy. As soon as he walks in, first thing he says, Bro, if I could hear that the whole time, I don't even have to get drunk. My ass is so happy to listen to Farmer Fran talking about some great plays in the Super Bowl. So it's a toss-up between him and Bill Walton. But since Bill is my guy and and he'd probably have some shrooms on him, he might make the experience even more fun. So I was going to yeah, say, you me, guys wouldn't be able to see because of the cloud. Give me Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, and Bill Snoop Walton. Bill Walton. <laughs> a cloudy booth. Yeah, I know, right? You wouldn't be able to see the game anyways. You'd have to, like... Like turn it turn the TV on. Like Nickelodeon, <laughs> Goo TV. Like I wouldn't yeah. even need Nickelodeon. Like the game would be just turning the slime on. And <laughs> Trey, what about you, man? I'm interested to hear what you got in the booth with you. Okay, so I picked Snoop Dogg actually too. So I know I you would. Like, yeah, I picked Snoop. Snoop's gonna he's gonna make sure everybody's relaxed. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna kick our feet up and relax. Also, Snoop is actually a football fan, so I know we can actually talk about football mm-hmm. and enjoy yeah. And he's chill, so he's not going to be a person to bring some conflict. Somebody gets an argument, he's going to settle it down. Like, hey, guys, we need to settle this down. Chill, I, picked, uh, <laughs> I picked McAfee just because I know he's going to come in and bring energy. I'm just imagining a booth with Snoop and McAfee. Like, their personality, <laughs> I think those two would be fun together, but their personality is all so different. <laughs> yeah, they're super high, upbeat guy. You have this really laid-back guy. And putting those two in the booth together would be just, like, fun. My third one would actually be... My guy, Willie Bing, Jamie Foxx. There you go. Jamie Foxx, as people know, he is, of course, who used to be a comedian. I mean, I guess he's still taking his comedian. Jamie Foxx is going to bring laughs. He actually knows football. Jamie used to play quarterback in high school, so mm-hmm. it's not like he just acted as this guy. Jamie's going to be up there. You know, he does an impression of everybody, so he's going to be doing impressions of Romo, impressions of Nance. He's going to be doing impressions of Patrick Mahomes, and we're just going to laugh the whole time. So if I put those three in the booth, it's going to be fun, and all three of them can actually talk football, and we can enjoy our night. Nice. So we're going that route. John, who you got? So I got like make sure like people. So you only can have three. You're boofing out that damn beat. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I bought the two point five million one, so I got 
Enough for a minute. Seats 20. All right, we'll be uh, here for another 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have Kevin Hart. That's my first one because he's just funny. I just feel like him. Jason Kelsey, of course. Yeah, of had, course. To my, had to go with my guy. <laughs> but we got to make sure we, like, like solid-proof the glass so we don't that, – that, that, no, that, that seems a little bit more deeper at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, so make sure he, make sure he puts <laughs> the damn shirt on. <laughs> no, shirts are option, op, uh, optional. So we shotgun in the And then my third one, I was like going back and forth. Like it was between either Shaq or Adam Sandler. I'm gonna do. I'm just I gonna do. I'm gonna do Shaq just because I feel like those three guys will just have a great ass time. And then Shaq can DJ a little bit, and then you know Kelsey and I can like you know shotgun beers, and and Kevin Hart can just make jokes and. You know, sitting in his cold tub. I thought about the TNT crew as well. I was like, yeah, I didn't talk about Shackle Park. I really. Well, you know what? Thanks for inviting me in, Joe. Really nice of you. What was it? Aries Spears has said that, like, Shaq, when he talks, he's a bouncy ball in front of him. Yep. <laughs> I just watched that the other day. Was, still gets me every time. Mike, what, what you got? So, of course, we have to give play-by-play duties to the one, the only, the fan of the Michigan Wolverines and the Ohio State Buckeyes. We got to go Gus Johnson. Come on. Of course. Come on. Gus Johnson's got to be there. He's got to be there. Good also, guy that, the guy that has to be there wearing this jersey, Eli Manning. He's got to be there. Of course. We knew that Eli's got to be there. Gus, Gus knows football. Eli, of course, knows football. I mean, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP. But the, it's the third one where you guys won't be surprised, but it makes sense for me. And that's John Cena. I would want John Cena to be up there. When... I'm not shocked. Uh, yeah, I'm not shocked. He's yeah. kind of funny, too. He's funny. He, he, he loves football. I mean, he used, to, he used to play football in high school, and he played at Springfield College. and So he knows football. He loves football. And he's just a fun guy to, to be around. He loves cracking jokes. And so I think to – kind of to everybody's booths, it would not only be a fun booth, but it would also be, you know, actually talking football instead of yeah, talk ball. people that actually give a shit. Yeah. So, but, but like anytime he like, he leaves to go to the bathroom, come back, is he going to do his entrance? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, That's the requirement so, of being in the booth. Every time I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to hold up a little the towel. Start. The lights are going yeah, off oh, and yeah. off. <laughs> Oh, there's in Allegiant Stadium. There's it's like we got the we got the Cena like, time. God damn it! Another <laughs> blackout in a 49 Super Bowl. No, it's John Cena coming back from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you, you see like you got the you got the media timeout, and then you get the Cena timeout. <laughs> yep. Oh man. So as we wrap this up, yes, let's 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 lock it in. Who you guys got? Who you guys got? We'll go around the horn. Mikey, who you got score in the score? Until they give me a reason to doubt them. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl yet again. Final score, I will go 30 to 21. Wow, eight-point game or nine-point game. My math good. Grandpa Jay, who you got? Well, well, well. Who do we have in this year's Super Bowl? You know I'm going with the 49ers. I've been saying it all show long. CMC is my MVP. 
And it's going to take the effort that nobody else could do against the Chiefs' defense, which has scored more than 27 points. San Francisco, 28. Kansas City, 27. Wow. One-point game. Trade it. Okay. So, this is what's going to happen. Let me lay this out for you. The Chiefs are going to win. Travis is going to get his ring. And then Taylor's going to get her ring. Yeah. That's how it's going. That is exactly how this is going. Now, lock this in. Hold on a second. Trey's lock of the week. Let me take over real quick. The <laughs> odds on this is plus 1060 for Taylor Swift to get proposed to on Super Bowl Sunday oh, wow. after the game. Now, put, put this in perspective. If you bet $25, you can win $290 on that. So, people, lock that in. Travis gets his ring. Taylor gets her ring. Chiefs 27, Niners 23. That's how this is going to go. Patrick Michael Jordan Mahomes will not let us down. And he's the best man. Yes. Will he do it with a former ring? Like he'll have a former a Super Bowl like ring? Last year's ring just pull out to put on her hand. It's like, no, not that one. Oh, hold on. Let me get let me get the one from two let years. Let me get the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, John, I have. Oh, this is a tough one. I mean, I've been going back and forth with this. I'm gonna say Kansas City Chiefs, and they are gonna win forty two to thirty nine. Ooh, high point. points. It was. I didn't think it was. Like, I didn't think they were going to score as many points as they did last year. But I yeah. think with the emotions that they are going through, there's always a lot of explosion. I think Shannon Sharp put it to a great way. Like a lot of these teams are trying to be perfect and try to not make the mistake to do so, which will ultimately, when you try not to make a mistake, you end up making it. So that's when you'll see the defense come out in the second half. See a lot of points in the first, defensive battle in the second. That's just how I see it going. 42-39, Kansas City Chiefs raises their third in six years. Mm-hmm. I think it is. So Let us know in the comments what you guys think. And remember, we're tuned into. Super Bowl Sunday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. We're going live, having a guest-heavy show. Well, I mean guests. We got 10 guests coming on. Some are returning guests. Some are brand new. You're going to have to tune in to see who it is. But we, we're so excited. Thank you to all our guests coming on. If you yes. want to be a part of our show, just let us know. Hit us in the DMs. My guy, Doc Rivers, in true Doc Rivers, very classy style tried to turn down the opportunity to coach the East in the All-Star game. The reason why is it can't go to uh, the same coach year after year, and it fell back on him because he has the second-best record in the East right now, and that would have been the Celtics having that back-to-back opportunity. Now, to make it even more classier, Docker said he's going to give his All-Star game bonus money, whatever, to former coach Adrian Griffin, because he's the one that probably should have had this opportunity. Doc, you've always been a classy guy. I love the way you do business. I love the way you coach. And you are a true example to all coaches out there to always do the right thing, especially when nobody's watching, and especially when everybody's watching. Way to go, Doc Rivers. That was our Super Bowl-heavy episode. And, you know, we got to finish off the episode with Stump. Let's do this. Grandpa Jay has already solidified his championship for Stumpless Squad, but we're going to episode 100. We got two episodes left, so make sure you guys are tuning in. Grandpa Jay, take it away. Well, since I don't have my crown yet, I will put on my Liverpool beanie for 
a little stop the squad style here, you know, representing for Nike, flip it one way. But we all about Liverpool here with stop the squad. So this is a prequel of, you know, you guys are all going to see something on my head after show 100 when we do stop the squad. Get used to it, boys. All right. So two points if you get it right, minus two if you get it wrong. These guys are just playing for bragging rights. Who can finish second? Because yours truly is the champion going down. First round of Stump the Squad. I have a feeling this is going to be a Super Bowl heavy edition of Stump. Just a hunch. John, I know you got Super Bowl questions, so take it away. Yes, sir. And I actually have a gambling one, which is actually pretty interesting. Awesome. That people are gambling this heavy during the Super Bowl. So, um, so I can make it the scoreboard. The American Gaming Association reported many people last year, last year's Super Bowl had how, oh, I'm sorry, reported last year's Super Bowl had how many people wagering on the game? How many people, not how much? Mm-hmm. Was it 50 million people, 35 million people, 62 million people, or 47 million people? I actually know the answer to this. What is it? I'm not going to say. You guys gonna go yeah, he, knows the answer. he actually knows the answer. He says. What, what's yours? Mine's 62. 62? I was going to go 62. What were the three options? 50, 35, 62, and 47. I'm going to stick with my 62. That's my first mindset. Grandpa J? 47. 47. And this week I have successfully stumped the squad, Mr. Know-It-All. It is 50 million, over 50 million. So all of you got it wrong. Maybe I have from the wrong That's year. three weeks in a row I got all you wrong. Okay, sorry. All right. Grandpa Jay, go ahead. Let's all right, so Super Bowl heavy edition. Can you guys tell me which one of these Super Bowls was the all-time highest scoring Super Bowl? Was it Super Bowl 57 with the Chiefs and Eagles? Was it Super Bowl 52 with the Chiefs and Pats? Was it Super Bowl 21? Excuse me, Super Bowl 7 with the Finns and the Redskins at the time, Washington? Or was it Super Bowl 29 with the Raiders and the 49ers? Wait, how'd the Chiefs play the Pats? Yeah, how'd the Chiefs play the Pats? That's all I'm trying to figure out. I don't remember Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, Chiefs and Bucks. Chiefs and Bucks, you mean? I think. No, my fault. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I meant, I meant Pats and Eagles. Oh, Pats and Eagles. My bad. Pats and Eagles. Yep, a little typo there. All right, so one more time. List is Super Bowl 57, Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl 52, Eagles, Pats, Super Bowl 7, the Finns versus Washington, or Super Bowl 29, the Raiders against the San Francisco 49ers. Is this combined score together total? Combined score, which game has had the most – Combined points of all time. Patriots, Eagles. Patriots, Eagles. Mikey? Uh, I guess I'll go with the gut. I'll go Raiders and Niners. Gentlemen, this week I have stumped. Train John, it is the Raiders. Raiders. And the Niners, 75 points in that one. 74 points in the Eagles, Pats. 73 points in the Eagles, Chiefs. And... 21 points in the Miami-Washington. <laughs> I figured Miami-Washington, they're very ground-heavy, so yeah. at the time. Who's next? Well, Mikey. All right. Well, let's keep the Super Bowl theme up, but we're going to go outside the game a little bit. 
There we go. Tell me, in what Super Bowl was the Gatorade bath first used? Nice. Was it 21, 36, 11, or 17? First Super Bowl in which the Gatorade bath was used. 21, 21. And for all of people listening, it's Super Bowl 20. These are Super Super, Bowl. Super Bowl not 21? Nine, not 1911, 19. Yeah, no, no. no. Super Bowl 21, Super Bowl 36, Super Bowl 11, or Super Bowl 17? Trey has 17, already said 17. 21. Sean says 17. 17, 38. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's John. Like something's happening to Jamie. Shit. I don't know what it is. It's the hat. Hold on. It's the hat. It's taking over. He looks like one of those 90s actors with that hat on. What? Would, per- like fit, would fit per- one, would of the, f- one of those preppy high schools. <laughs> yeah, no, 100% teen rom-com. <laughs> he, he's, he's one of the guys standing there in the teen rom-com in the 90s. You guys go to the party out the abandoned... Let's go to Super Bowl 11. I think that's when the, the University of Florida started messing around with Gatorade. And... So Trey says possibly. Super Bowl 21. John says Super Bowl 17. Jamie says Super Bowl 11. Yeah. This week I have successfully stumped John and Jamie. It is Super Bowl 21. Nice. And yes. who got doused with that Gator, first Gatorade bath in Super Bowl history? It was the New York Giants' own Bill Parcells. There we go, Billy, against the Bills. Uh, was it the Bills one? No, that might have been the one in the 80s, which would have been against. I don't remember who they played in that one. Uh, that's a good question. I don't even remember. All right, Trey. Yeah, take question. us away. Yeah, what's your scores here? What are we? What are we at? So, oh yeah, Jamie and I are eliminated at minus four, and Mike and Trey. Trey has to. Well, Mike has to get this wrong for Trey to stay alive. Trey's at minus two. Mike's at zero. Gotcha. Okay. All right, well, we're going to be at the Super Bowl, but we are going to commercials at the Super Bowl. Okay. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Okay, so Amazon has three of the top ten most expensive commercials in Super Bowl history. How much did those three total commercials total cost combined? Oh, God. From Amazon. We have $58 million, $65 million, $81 million, or $93 million. Jesus. How much did it cost? Total. Yes. How Say much total did it combine the three Amazon commercials that are all in the top 10 most expensive commercials in Super Bowl history? That's much higher than I was anticipating. Give me those numbers again. We have 58 million, 65 million, 81 million, and 93 million. 81 million. You said 53, right? 58, 65, 58. 81, 93. 58 million. 58 million for John. Mike said 81 million. Yeah, I think they teared year by year. So I'll go 65. And Jay's going 65. Okay, so today I have successfully stumped Mike and Jamie. It's 58 million. Yes. Nice. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's actually a three way tie between me, Trey, and Mike. So it's minus two across the board. 
So okay. I gotta come up. I gotta come up with a nice yeah, little stuff. I gotta yeah. come up with. Uh, well, you know, I'm gonna lose this one. So. Yeah, you know, John goes in. Oh, we're going overtime. We're going to overtime. Here, right. single squads. Get you a nice That's little, great time, right? nice little over overtime here. All right, yeah. so here's what we're gonna do. If you want to know as a side effect, while Jamie's looking up a, a answer, the most expensive one was Amazon had a commercial called the Mind Reader in 2022. It was a 26 million dollar commercial. Damn, Jesus, for 130 seconds. If you guys want, uh, so over <laughs> last year, um, the Americans wagered over $16 billion on the Super Bowl last Jesus year. Jesus fucking Christ. Just to lose bill? $16 bill. Like Clinton. All right, you All guys. Right, guys. There's person who gets closest to this number. The fewest first downs in Super Bowl history. How many in the game? If he was total first downs between the two mm-hmm. teams. And I got another tiebreaker if somehow. <laughs> all of us tie. All of us tie again. <laughs> 11. You're going to price his right. Listen, listen, listen. No, not price his right. 11.5. You know what? The game on second down. (laughs) You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Seven. Seven. I already knew he was going to seven. I'm going to go 14. We have another tie. It's nine because 11 and seven are both too ah, no. so, Between John and Mikey, can you tell me how many teams have combined to only have nine first downs in the Super Bowl? It happened more than once. How many teams? Meaning Total. it's happened more than once. So how many times has it happened? How many times? Oh, how many teams in particular? I've only had nine. How many teams? I've only managed nine, nine first downs in a Super Bowl. Six. It's happened three times. Just for the Say four. So it'll be five and you have to tag me. <laughs> no, because well, that'll be two. No. <laughs> I actually was going to say four. Yeah, I'll go four. And your winner this week is. Mikey Mike. Yes. It is three teams. The Dallas Cowgirls, the Miami Dolphins, and the Minnesota Vikings all manage only nine first downs in a Super Bowl. And John, like you predicted, you've lost once again in overtime. My OTL losses are crazy. My, I have the most record. points out of all you guys, but like you my made, OTLs. You made, right. You've made the playoffs. have the most overtimes by far. Oh, yeah. I probably got like 10 or 12. Yep. 10 or 12. So this week's Stump the Squad. Is this 98? Episode 98? Uh, this is episode... 98. 98? 98. Yep. This is episode 98. Squad champion is going to be Mikey Mike. And now the scoreboard goes to Jamie with 11 wins. Trey with 5. Or I should say, Mike with 6. Trey with 5. And John with 4. And... 11 or 12. 11. <laughs> <laughs> Many OTLs. Many OTLs. You made All the right. playoffs. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Alright, guys. This has been a fun show. We got Super Bowl week closing down. We got the Super Bowl on Sunday. We're super excited. You know, best of luck to both teams. Yes. Hopefully it's a great game and not a blowout. Fingers crossed. Please. Uh, um, but Blood. any final thoughts heading into the weekend? Yeah, uh, I'm excited yeah. for I'm excited for a good Super Super Bowl. I do think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I don't think either of these teams will disappoint. So go football. Yep. And uh, next time, Trey, we'll let we got to book your travel because Trey was supposed to go to the Super Bowl and he accidentally went to Charlotte instead. I was going to city, bro. And he Charlotte. went to the wrong city, yeah. and now he's sitting in a hotel room for the last three days. That's the CMC, the real MVP, wins a MVP this year, and that's Super Bowl MVP. (laughs) So make sure you guys tune into our show on Sunday. We're going live. Can't wait for that. And uh, we'll see you guys here next week where football season ends. Go football. Farewell. (laughs) Have a good weekend, guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Taylor Swift, on your engagement. On engagement. Congratulations.